0: Joyce, Argentina, and Lionel Messi fans. Finally, finally, Messi has his major title with the national team as Argentina beat Brazil 1-0 in the Copa America final, the first for Argentina since 1993. Jimmy Conrad joins to recap the game and discuss what this means for Argentina, for Brazil, Messi, and so on. Argentina win Copa America, and Kego golazo begins right now up everybody welcome to que lasso and Copa america is done Lionel messi jimmy conrad finally a title with argentina as they beat brazil one nothing give me that megaphone
1: unbelievable everybody he did it he cemented his status as one of the greatest of all time if not the greatest of all time so all you see are seven lovers you're gonna have to shush, shush. <laughs> just for a little bit just for a little bit just for tonight. Okay. <laughs> Just for tonight, and then you guys can get back after it. Well, this Copa America didn't really count because of COVID, and then I mean, he still did it, even though he didn't necessarily perform to the level of Messi, and even though he missed a sitter to ice the game—not a sitter per se—but he was in a one-v-one situation where we a good chance, do yeah. That. But guess what? He's got the teammates that helped him get over the finish line, and fair play to him. You can never win anything by yourself when you're in a team sport. And he finally had the players that did it. Rodrigo de Paul dropping assist, Di Maria, excellent finish. And what a defensive performance by Argentina, by the way. Brazil were flying on the attacking side of the ball throughout the whole tournament. They got nothing, no real clean chances, Luis
0: no real clean chance. And I think that's where I want to begin, to be honest, Jimmy Conrad. This was a a very resilient win, a very uh, forceful win. Lionel Scaloni, the other Lionel, by the way, we should be talking about, because I thought tactically Argentina got this right. They frustrated the be-Jesus out of Brazil, especially in the first half. They made the game super narrow. They didn't allow any width. They didn't allow anything inside the box, perhaps one free kick from Neymar. That was about it. They, you know, any time. Brazilian touched it, the second touch, there were like two Argentinians in their face, including Neymar. They did everything possible to make sure that Brazil didn't play the Brazilian way. I thought the first half was majestic. And even though Brazil entered a little more in the second half, Jimmy, I still thought that Argentina did enough, obviously, to make it happen. Rodrigo De Paul, by the way, was everywhere for the first 60 minutes. Unbelievable. But I thought Liano Scaloni got this right to the T. He said, do you want to play beautiful or do you want to win? And I think no, everybody said I, the latter.
1: I agree with you. I think that Argentina came in with a game plan to break up Brazil's rhythm, to your point, to not allow them to establish any flow, to make Neymar drop deeper and deeper to go pick up the ball so that when he does get it, he's got to run through eight guys as opposed to picking it up closer to the final third and only having to get through, let's say three or four players instead. So yeah, the, the game plan was well executed by Argentina. I thought Scaloni did an excellent job with these players and pushing all the right buttons to get the most out of them and getting them to buy in to his philosophy. And they needed to score first, and they did. I think if Brazil had scored first, it would have put a lot of pressure on Argentina into that. Oh, man, here we go again. We can never never do it in a final. By them scoring first, I think that took a lot of pressure off of them and put it all on Brazil. So not only was this an impressive performance for Argentina and obviously for Messi monumental for him and his career and his legacy, But to do it at the Maracanã in Rio de Janeiro, the most famous stadium in Brazil, is also a little, let's say, bonus, uh, the the cherry on top to this victory.
0: And a tribute to Diego Maradona, by the way, obviously, as the country continues to honor and mourn uh, his passing. Maradona, by the way, who never won Copa América, and to your point, winning in their own backyard brazil's own backyard really does say something by the way emiliano martinez how about a shout out for uh for adibu uh, martinez he made two tremendous saves one from richarlison and another one later on i think it was from Gabriel, but uh, a really good performance throughout as well especially from the penalty heroics as well against colombia right
1: no uh, unquestionably i would say with Emmy martinez and i'm still scratching my head why did arsenal let that guy go how what what were they thinking now obviously <laughs> Uh, another person's trash is, a, is another person's treasure, and so Aston Villa has now, you know, benefited from Emmy Martinez. But he's fantastic. His confidence, his 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 presence in that area. I think it just gives. Com- I mean, I've been around goalkeepers, some of the best that the U. S. have ever produced. And when you're yeah. when you have somebody behind you, when you're a center back or a back line, and you have a goalkeeper that has that type of confidence and that type of presence, and you know that if you make even a half mistake, they're going to back you up with a world class save or whatever it is, it, it gives you a little something extra that you can maybe maybe take a risk that maybe maybe you wouldn't take if, if you knew that your goalkeeper can't make any saves. And that's no disrespect to the previous iteration of Sergio Romero, who did make a lot of big saves for Argentina over the years to even get them into three consecutive finals. But there's something about Emmy Martinez. And and yes, we should be giving him as much praise as, as humanly possible because you can't win any competition of consequence without a hot goalkeeper. And Emmy Martinez was hot throughout the tournament.
0: Well, well said. Um, And obviously, Lionel Messi, you know, it wasn't his best game today. I think it's fair to say, but, you know, he did uh, score uh, four goals in the tournament as well. He, you know, he was incredibly influential throughout. Anybody else uh, stood out to you from Argentina? Maybe not just today, but throughout the tournament?
1: Well, I'd say Rodrigo de Paul really, in some ways, raised his value. I know that he, I don't know if it's been finalized, but he's supposedly headed to Atlético. Madrid, which would be a great signing for them, especially if they're gonna lose Saul to Liverpool. So I think he would be a nice addition, especially if he can act as that deep line playmaker after we saw some of the passing he had today in the final. So anytime you can see players step up in a big game, it makes a difference. Now, with regard to Messi in particular, he also set a record for the most assists in a single tournament for Copa America in Copa America history. And I think that's significant because it shows that his teammates around him were actually finishing the opportunities that he was setting up. And we couldn't say that as much in the past, Iguain, in particular, and I hate to pile on this guy, but he has been the beneficiary of a lot of good passes from Leo Messi that he did not finish. And we probably wouldn't be talking about this first major international trophy for Messi with Argentina if Iguain had had better composure in certain moments. So that was important. I think it was it was a testament to Scaloni building a team. That maybe fit messi's personality traits a little bit better and, and just had the, the cool calm composed nature that they needed to to see this out that said i think they were very good on both sides of the ball and we saw it today they shut down a very good brazil team going forward my one question of chiche for brazil the manager for them everton starting instead of gabriel jesus or or vinicius i thought that urgency came maybe- or
0: even Gabigol, to be honest right
1: yeah Yeah, goal was was busy you know he took fred off at halftime to, to bring on Firmino. And I thought Firmino was pretty quiet. So it's almost like they weren't prepared to go down a goal in some ways because even when Firmino came on, he wasn't that influential. I didn't really notice him all that much. And honestly, I didn't mes- notice Messi all that much too. but right. but So it so, so gives uh, fairness to, to Firmino. But I just thought that Chiche maybe wasn't ready for that. And I think that goal was very important for Argentina because it allowed them to kind of double down on what made them good, which was being very aggressive and not allowing brazil to really establish any rhythm
0: and by the way neymar jr is still waiting to win copa america or any major title as well aside from the olympics obviously he was injured in 2019 so his quest continues he's obviously a little bit younger than messi so i'm sure that will happen <laughs> brazil remains still a good force but here's the question for you because you began you began it with it let me ask again uh do you think this genuinely silenced a few critics of Lionel messi now winning this copa america title
1: It has to. Now, of course, the CR7 lovers are going to go out there and say, well, he didn't actually play that well in the final. Well, we could argue that when Portugal won their 2016 Euros final, he didn't even play. He came out in the 20th minute when he had moths flying all over his face. If you (laughs) guys remember that? And it was Pepe and Renato Sanchez, amongst others, that stepped up and ended up getting that result for Portugal. And yes, of course, they're going to say, well, CR7 put him in that position. He did all that stuff. You like my voice? It's amazing. Uh,
0: but he did CR7, <laughs> it's my him. favorite character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you uh, know. Why are you doing that? Yeah, yeah. Uh. But, but
1: but also, Messi carried his team to the final, too. We could make the same exact argument for Messi as well. And even yeah. if he didn't perform to the Messi-like levels that we expect from him, sometimes I think he's weighed down by the expectations that everybody has. And sometimes the pressure's a lot. When we look back at all the finals, he didn't really perform to those Messi-like levels in any of the finals. There's just... I don't know what it is, whether they're the other teams. I don't want to take anything away from the opposition, who might be figuring out ways tactically to stack him up, making it harder for him to establish his own rhythm. To you know, they're probably putting somebody in front, somebody in back. Like if we're not, if we're gonna get beat, let's not get beat by Messi. And it's the same thing when you're playing Brazil. Let's just stack up Neymar, and let somebody else beat us. Like if it's if it's Fred from 25 yards out, well then. Hell, we'll take that. You know, that's just how it goes. But but let's not let Neymar do what he's going to do. And I think it's the same for Messi. Let anybody else beat us on Argentina besides Messi. And if they do, fair play to him. But if they don't, we had the right tactics.
0: Yeah, absolutely right. And, uh, you know, I think it helps when you have this kind of supporting uh band that goes with you Angel de maria rodrigo del polo you mentioned was great lautaro martinez for the most out of the tournament was very good Paredes, I, think everybody played their part.
1: I just want to jump in and say i think everybody played their yep. part now that's know? right and i think that's really important i do want to give a shout out to christian romero because he hadn't played in a meaningful game in a couple of weeks wasn't very sharp but he started this one i don't know if he talked scaloni into it or not He's arguably their best defender. And I thought his partnership with Odomendi today was immense. And then when Pasella came in for him later, he ended up doing the job to lock it down as well. So I want to give a shout out to, to everybody in Argentina. I think everybody played their part. And when they came in, everybody did their job. And that's really important.
0: So two questions for you, Jimmy Conrad, before we say goodbye. The first one is uh, give me your just overall conclusion of Copa America. How did you think it going? I mean, it started with so much conflict and drama, obviously, because it had to be moved to Brazil in the first place. No fans, uh, at least not until the final when we saw, you know, 2200 on each side, et cetera. You know, what do you make of this tournament?
1: I would say one word history. We saw history be made with Messi winning it, with Messi setting a lot of records on on an individual level, and obviously with Argentina winning their first Copa America since 1993. We also saw what it means to have to be flexible with the tournament and the the logistics itself. It was supposed to be a combined tournament between Argentina and Colombia. Then it moved to just Argentina. Then it moved to Brazil, controversially. They got it done. It got executed And Messi is now a champion, and so are all the other Argentinian players who I think deserve a lot of praise, even though Messi will probably get the most of it given everything that he's gone through. But a tremendous performance overall, and again, I just think we witness history, and it's, it's a day we'll remember when Messi finally won his first international trophy with Argentina.
0: Messi's still a free agent, by the way, if you want to put in some money in yeah. there. And
1: <laughs> All my William Hill earnings, I'm going to go see if Messi will come over and, and play an MLS or something. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. Well, that, the last question I had before we left, you know, it, it was interesting. Somebody brought it up on Twitter to me. Thank you. I think uh, I can't remember who it was. I'm sorry. Apologies. But you, you tweeted something interesting to me as we look ahead to the World Cup next year. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, how do you see Brazil and Argentina are arguably the two best teams in South America? How do you see them when they begin now to compete against European competition?
1: Well, there's been a strong argument and I think we've talked about it, not on camera or, you know, off podcast about how Brazil are so stacked in every position, but there's still that question of does Chiche have the right 11 on at the right time? And it makes me wonder, is is Richarlison the guy that should be wearing the number seven shirt? Do they have anybody else that can be doing that instead? Do they have an out and out number nine? And if they do, there's no R9 Ronaldo coming through that, that player pool. There's no Adriano, some you know big guy up top that's just going to power through everybody. And I feel like they're missing that a little bit and almost the same as Germany. Germany's missing that that number nine, that big presence up top. Because if you had that, that would open up space and pockets for Neymar to do his thing and have more time and freedom to do what he wants to do. So I feel like that whole not having a nine is starting to hurt some of the big national teams in Germany and Brazil stand out. That said, anytime... Europeans take on South American teams it's a little bit more difficult than they were expecting not only the 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 shithousery and the the the, the dark arts of diving uh, and theatrics that the South Americans seem to enjoy and that's what they love about the game I think in some ways you know what's interesting can I just while we're talking about this because I know this is always a topic Neymar always dives why is he always diving. There was a play five
0: minutes left, like rugby tackled almost Dude. every time when he plays. But I just I watch carnival a lot, and he gets destroyed. I'm telling you, like honestly, uh, it's amazing to me that sometimes he's still walking. It's ridiculous. So, so,
1: but I'm around, you know, a lot of casual fans that are maybe watching for the first time, or like, yeah. oh, this they, they all they know about Neymar is diving, right, right. And so he di- he he was diving throughout the game. Don't get me wrong, but with five minutes left, Luis Neymar gets absolutely strangled from the neck he holds it off he keeps going it's he like a wrestling crunched, move yeah crunch from another side keeps going evades that tackle then one of his teammates kind of takes the ball off of him even though he was still gonna go he he they don't get the, the, the advantage his teammate loses the ball and now argentina's going the other direction he doesn't he, if he dove they would have maintained possession and they would have got the free kick so no shit no wonder he's gonna dive i mean because they're gonna call it in his favor and now they can control the play, they can control the rhythm. And the one time he doesn't dive and tries to heroically stand up on his feet to try to make something happen, he doesn't get the call. So it doesn't reward him to not hit the ground. And that's part of the refereeing, and that's probably how they grew up as well in in, in a culture that kind of emphasizes I'm not gonna get the call. If I stand up on my feet, I'm not gonna get the call. If I dive, I'm gonna get it. And of course they're gonna develop into players like that. But anyway, that was a sidebar. All I wanna say is that that uh it's unfortunate. and With regard to what Brazil has, they have a lot of quality. They're going to be really deep in every position. Now it's up to Chiche in the next 18 months to decide who's number nine is going to be. And maybe their left back and maybe a couple other options. But when we look at every national team, you can kind of handpick a couple positions on each team and say, do they have somebody better in this spot? Because they're not completely strong in that area.
0: Yeah, well, I put, you know, I'm biased, but Douglas Luiz probably should have had some more minutes than Fred. I, I I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just or Fabinho,
1: sad. Fabinho. Uh, fa-
0: yeah, man, City Fabinho, by the way, who was on the bench the entire time. Unbelievable. Jimmy Conrad, Argentina, win Copa America for the first time since 1993. Lionel Messi, well done. Congratulations. Free agent, by the way, another reminder. So get on that phone and try and get him for your local club. You never know what might happen. You never know. You never, you never know. know. Jimmy, never final know. thoughts before we say
1: goodbye. I've got none. Congratulations <laughs> to Messi. I guess I do have one. Congratulations to Leo Messi in Argentina. Long time coming and well-deserved. And hopefully that'll quiet some of the who's the best of all time conversation.
0: Thank you, brother. Jimmy and I will be back as well, by the way, after Euro 2020 final as Italy face England. So we'll be back very, very soon. Jimmy, thanks so much, brother.
1: Thank you, Elmy.
0: Hey everybody I want to thank jimmy conrad for joining me today don't forget to follow us on twitter kego lasso pod we're on apple podcast spotify stitcher youtube cbs sports and your cbs sports app we got plenty more including the euro 2020 final as italy face england and so much more thank you so much for your support have a great great rest of your weekend okay